Hello, and welcome to the Long Haul Trucking with George and Paul podcast. I'm George Aarons, Vice President of the ASE Education Foundation, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Paul Sagala. And I'm Paul Sagala, a Mobile Delvac CVL application engineer and a member of the Technology and Maintenance Council. Lee, welcome. And could you describe the PepsiCo fleet uh, and the amount of cargo moved daily? Yeah, Paul, we have roughly about 800 technicians um, in North America and Canada. There's about 450 fleet shops that staff those 800 technicians. And we've got uh, over 25,000 pieces of equipment that those fleet technicians are responsible for. So we have a a pretty wide um, venue of what we take care of. We take care of uh, class eight trucks all the way down to um, forklifts, walkie riders that are used in our warehouses, pallet jacks to move product, and in some cases, even snowblowers. So our technicians uh, need to know a variety of, uh, of equipment that, that they're servicing. Lee, how has the uh, shortage of qualified technicians affected the PepsiCo fleet? Yeah, that's something we're, we're continuing to deal with. Um, today, we have a number of fleet technician openings within our, our shops. Um, and what happens when we are down, let me back up a little bit. Um, most of our shops have one to two technicians in them. So if we have a location that loses one technician, that means we're down to zero or one person to take care of anywhere from 60 to 150 pieces of equipment, which puts quite a bit of strain on that location, that technician. Um, it requires some additional overtime. Um, so that technician can make sure that those uh, that equipment equipment is, is up and running and, per, and able to perform its daily job. So it creates quite a bit of stress uh, on us when we lose a technician. Uh, any impact from the recent pandemic uh, on the fleet? We were, we were touched just like everybody else was with the pandemic. Um, we had several technicians that were tested positive for COVID um, and had to sit out of the workforce for anywhere from 10 to 14 days. And again, when you have that uh, one or two technicians in a location and you have one go down or even both of them go down uh, for any type of illness or any type of um, uh, missed work, uh, it creates a lot of stress on our environment. We have to bring in um, technicians from additional shops or surrounding shops, and uh, or we have to send that equipment out to um, third-party vendors to get repaired, which is, uh, is certainly not something we would prefer to do. Lee, this is George. So also with the pandemic, we've heard that uh, fleets have had extensive uh, pressure on them to deliver more product. And did that increase your demand for your technicians to service vehicles more often because there was a higher demand? Yeah, definitely, George. We have seen a spike in business, uh, which is good for the overall business. But uh, again, anytime we increase our delivery routes, that 
puts uh, pressure on our warehouses to run the forklifts more, uh, to run our trailers more, to use our trucks more, even our vending equipment vans that go out and service the uh, the sodas machines in the 7-Elevens and, and those types of businesses. They're um, impacted because they've got to keep up with the stress as well as that they're experiencing in the marketplace. So the, all of that funnels right down to our technicians. So uh, it, it, those things are getting, th- those pieces of equipment are getting more and more wear on them. So yes, uh, we experience more uh, more workload because uh, things do break. Things uh, uh, happen on the road that we need to go in and take care of. So yes, we have seen a, an additional need to go in and service those products or the, that equipment um, more. So Lee, I believe you guys have implemented a, an apprenticeship or a mentoring program in your organization that you're involved with. Yeah, George, it's something that we're just starting to, uh, to, to, to try and pilot. And it's an apprentice program where we're partnering with some select technical schools that um, have a technical degree program. And uh, the intent of the program is to uh, select a student that is going to school that has plans to finish their degree with that school and invite them into a paid apprentice role in a fleet shop that's close to that technical school, bring them in, partner them with a Pepsi technician that's going to be their mentor. That mentor will work side by side with that apprentice for anywhere from 20 to 40 hours a week. Um, And while that apprentice is going to, to school, they will work with a mentor after school and learn the additional working skills, if you will, um, and, and learn how to properly prepare and repair uh, PepsiCo equipment. Anything from forklifts to trailer uh, preventative maintenances, uh, tractor preventative maintenances. So by the time that uh, they are ready to graduate school, uh, they are then schooled into the Pepsi program on how to repair vehicles, and we can welcome them into the Pepsi fleet technician role uh, as an experienced technician. That's the hope. And, and Lee, of these schools that you've chosen, are they all medium heavy-duty truck programs, or are they a combination of automotive and medium heavy-duty truck programs to get your apprentices? Yeah, what we're looking at first and foremost is the heavy-duty uh, truck platform, George. And the reason why the majority of our delivery fleet are all Class 8 trucks. So we need somebody that's going to be really experienced in the Class 8 truck and heavy-duty trailers that are out there. So that's why we're reaching out to the Lincoln Techs, uh, the UTIs, uh, and trying to partner with them to establish that relationship to bring in those types of students. And, and some of those schools do have automotive as well, but we're, we're really catering towards the, uh, the diesel uh, student. Got it. Uh, Lee, can you uh, describe uh, how you leverage supplier relationships for training? Yeah, that's that's another um, facet that we're we've been involved with uh, for probably a few years, but it's starting to pick up more and more steam. 
especially with the new technology that's coming out with the vehicles. Now we've got lane departure warnings. We've got cruise, uh, adaptive cruise that's happening. Um, we've got lift axles that are happening. We've got new electronics that are happening with our vehicles and these after treatment systems that are now uh, and have been on our diesel uh, uh, class eight trucks. Those are all areas that we need to have expertise in. Not that we're going to do the very, very hard uh, repairs to them, but our job is to keep these vehicles on the road every day. So if it's a simple repair or the diagnostic light goes on in the truck, we need to be able to go in and diagnose those. So we're reaching out to the folks like at Noragon, um, at Diesel Laptops, um, at Maxon Lift, at Volvo, and inviting them into our, our virtual environment um, with the COVID going on. And we'll host uh, some webinars where we'll invite all of our technicians uh, to the webinar. We'll hold a webinar for an hour to two hour session um, and give the technicians what they need to know to go be able to diagnose properly diagnose uh, what's happening with those vehicles and then make that necessary repair to get that vehicle back on the road. Those are, are really happening. We're, um, we're, we're doing about one of those a month um, and we're getting rave reviews from our technicians that this is exactly what they're, they're needing in order to keep the fleet running. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's really great to hear. So we know PepsiCo's push to, um, you know, move to more, uh, you know, electric vehicles in their fleet. How do you feel that's going to affect the uh, maintenance program you have in place? That's a very good question, Paul. Um, it's an unknown at this time. We're certainly talking at the highest levels with the electrical vehicle providers, the Teslas of the world, the Volvos, the Freightliners. Um, they're starting to figure it out as well. So we're looking at everything, you know, that's, uh, for example, on a Tesla that's got a high voltage side as well as a low voltage side. It's still a class eight truck. So it's going to have wheel bearings and, and, and brakes and things that are going to need natural repairs. However, when it comes to the electrical motors on that vehicle, the high voltage side of that, we are, uh, we're still in the, in the negotiation stages on what we are going to be able to work on uh, uh, safely and, and have our technicians involved with versus what we're going to be returning back to the OEM for them to repair. We're looking at having, um, you know, a couple specialists uh, that will sort of be certified in electrical vehicle uh, repairs that will be part of the Pepsi Frito-Lay fleet. Um, and maybe we'll centrally locate those. Uh, California seems to be at the uh, the forefront, so they'll probably be located in California, where we'll rely on those individuals to be kind of the experts, if you will, for the first few years and, and get us going in the right direction of being able to set up our shops and, and properly repair these electrical vehicles. Lee, uh, we're just going to switch gears just a little bit. In our first episode, we talked about retention of technicians and you know this generation wanting to be like part of the family i know right before covid you all started an internal competition that i think was a real hit with the technicians do you see that as a benefit or does the technician see that as a benefit um and help retention of your current technicians across the country yeah, we do, George. We're continuing to explore ideas on the right retention plays for our technicians. 
whether that's uh, using our internal award progress uh, or process, which is called the Smiles Award, where we will uh, reward them um, with a nice email that they can frame up, um, certificate, or even some monetary value for doing, uh, going above and beyond what they're currently doing as, as, as technicians and kind of that, that the singling out award that's there. In addition to that, we're looking at um, you know, the, the current levels that are with the technicians and, you know, providing some additional training for them to move up from uh, a basic level technician to a medium to an advanced technician. Uh, we're exploring those and it seems to be, um, you know, the right direction for us to be going. So there's, a, there's more work to be done on that, but it's certainly something that we've got to continue to recognize, um, reward, and replenish our, our technicians to keep them invigorated to do the job uh, as well as stay with Pepsi. Awesome. And let's go back to your mentoring real quick. I know that you're doing it, you know, in key locations and just piloting it, but those individuals that have been selected, do they feel that they have a special responsibility or they feel honored? You know, tell me a little bit about maybe how they feel about this new responsibility. Yeah, it's certainly different um, for them because they're used to being a, a line technician and just working on trucks. However, the people that we're, we're gearing the mentorship um, to be are tenured technicians, uh, people that have been with Pepsi for you know five to 10 years, got good work experience, um, that's done multiple repairs, are very educated in, in the technology that we need to go fix our vehicles. Um, so those are the cream of the crop that we're looking looking at uh, for mentorships and the initial conversations we've had with them is, yeah, this is new for me, but boy, I like teaching uh, uh, folks on, on what to do. Uh, they like working with uh, people to, you know, to train them and bring them up kind of like a coach, right. On uh, maybe a T-ball uh, bringing up the younger generation and educating that person. They like that as well. So in addition to that, we're, we're going to recognize them with a, a little bit of monetary um, compensation while they're with that apprentice, um, you know, give them a little enthusiasm to go do the right things with them. We're going to give them a patch to put on their uniform that kind of signifies them that in the shop that, hey, I am the mentor um, with this particular person. We'll give them a little bit of a tool allowance as well, uh, just kind of recognition for doing that job of being that mentor and bringing that younger person along. Cool. Kind of in closing, how important is it to your organization to be involved with your local schools or your shops to be involved with their local schools when it comes to recruitment and retaining the future workforce? I personally think it's very imperative uh, for us. And we, my market managers that are in the field that oversee the technicians and my supervisors that work with the technicians, uh, it falls on their responsibility to do that. Now they have a huge bandwidth of uh, issues coming at them daily. So it is a little bit difficult for them to stay engaged with them, but I feel it's very important for them to do that because we have to keep our pipeline of future technicians open. We've got to keep that door wide open because our workforce, like a lot of folks, is very tenured um, and we'll probably see quite a few retirements in the next five to 10 years. So we've got to keep those doors open with those uh, technical schools and uh, you know, keep at the forefront of the recruiting process with them. 
one thing to remember is Pepsi uh, is a is a private fleet. We've got private fleet mechanics that take care of our equipment, unlike some of the uh, OEM dealers where they're a service uh, opportunity for paying customers to come in. So there's a there's a difference in how the business is run. Um, but uh, once a technician comes into Pepsi and they're an hourly wage uh, wage person, um, you know that's what we need to go instill in the schools that we're a little bit different than uh, some of the OEM dealerships that are out there. Excellent. Paul, any closing remarks for Lee? Questions? Nope. I'd just like to thank Lee for his time uh, to talk about this subject and, and PepsiCo's approach. Um, and, you know, we appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck with your apprenticeship program. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. <laughs>